Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 59. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium, as, Sir? We, as we were just discussing a big week in front of us, we've got the Batman coming out on Thursday night, and we are cautiously optimistic for this to be a decent movie. Yeah, like I said, I'm uh, my expectations. I've lowered them after that one clip. I've gone dark on. Uh, we have to, and by the way, I think the premiere is tomorrow night, and so we have to go dark yeah. like the rest of the week yeah. because you know the spoilers are going to hit hit the wire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm not going on social media and looking for any of that. I'm not playing any more of these clips. Um, the one clip I saw kind of was okay, and it really kind of turned the notch of my excitement down a little bit. So I'm going to go in pretty even keel. Um, I'll go in like I did with the Eternals. I didn't expect much out of that. I was very uh, hesitant and pessimistic about that movie. And it exceeded my expectations. A good movie. Um, not fantastically great. So much packed into that. But, you know, we'll have fun. But this is your favorite superhero character, though. It, he and, is. And, and you really want them to do right by him. That I put a lot of that pressure on myself yeah, now, you know, because right. I'm now I'm really nervous, just like you will be when the Flash comes out. Yeah, well, he's my favorite DC character for for sure. Yeah. But, but again, but just like you have some, you know, ill will harbored towards Iron Fist that came out on Netflix because of who they cast as Iron Fist. Ugh. I've never been a big Ezra Miller. You've stated that a hundred times. Yeah. So You're, I, I and. Again, very hopeful that movie yeah. does well. And again, it's it, you know, from my perspective, I mean, I, you know, you and I grew up in the era where we saw that Flash TV series. So good. The first one that came out when we were kids. And it, it was like, oh my gosh, this superhero has come to life on TV. And, and, you know, the first time he vibrated through a wall, I thought I was going to like go crazy. I mean, this is like the craziest thing ever. Um, I just, you know, I hope they do it right. I, and again, I, I'm very hopeful that um, DC seems to be investing, at least investing in people and characters and character-driven movies, and I hope that pays off this week. So we'll see. On Thursday, we'll see. And guess what? If you guys want to talk to Titanium about the Batman movie, he will be at the Fairfax uh, Comic-Con at uh, Chantilly Expo Center this coming Saturday. So we'll see the Batman on Thursday night yep. and then it'll be fresh in your mind and, and everybody else's mind. When we go to Comic-Con on Saturday, you will be there uh, meeting the fans, yeah. giving away some swag, giving away some talking swag. about the Batman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talking about the Batman and uh, gathering some questions for the show that we'll record uh, probably Sunday. So we'll go, uh, I'll talk to some fans. We'll, you know, let's hash out Batman. I'll tell you how I truly feel about it. And then, uh, uh, you know, well, I'll tell you, there will be no lack of opinions in I'm that sure. place. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. sure you will get plenty of opinions there. I, I possibly might have some special guests show up at the table uh, to to support Titanium, but we'll see. Ooh, in costume? 
Smoke shows. No. Oh, but we'll see. I, I'm okay. not going to make any promises. All right. Well, so just a reminder, please go to the Fairfax Comic Con at Chantilly Expo Center this coming Saturday. Support Super Talk. Give Titanium some love. I don't even know what the entry is into the, the Comic-Con. It's got to be like 10 bucks or something to get in there or whatever. Less than that, but yeah. Right. You know, hey, walk around, see what some of the vendors have. Hopefully, Titanium doesn't sell the comics that I give him to, to no. show off at, no, at no the Comic-Con. Comics. There's plenty of comic book sellers there if you're interested. Um, I think there's an array of things. You might get an offer you can't refuse, though, so we'll see. <laughs> well, if, if I do that, I will uh, be texting you. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, there's everything from face painters. There'll be tons of food people there. It's uh, a lot of superhero stuff, a lot of comic stuff, a lot of crafts, uh, a lot of artists. Uh, Swag, a of- like a lot of like if you're looking for you know comic book figurines, uh, yeah. you know, and, and anything you know decorations. I mean, sure you can get. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, our set may look a lot different <laughs> next <laughs> week depending on what you come home with. <laughs> That's true. All right. All right, well, so don't forget about that this coming Saturday. Uh, we also want to thank the patrons. These are the listeners that help bring the show to you. Patreon.com slash supertalk. Uh, these guys donate a dollar for every episode that we release, um, and it's a way to support the show directly. If you want to sign up, patreon.com slash supertalk. Thanks for those of you that have done that, um, and we, we love you, and, and really helps do things like go to Comic-Con, so it helps, helps kind of fund some, that effort for us, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. The, the fans that uh, donate on patreon.com uh, slash supertalk, big-time fans, and uh, we really like you. Don't have to be a huge fan. Just support the show. Uh, if we can give you one or two tidbits that you can take into the theater or, or watch a series uh, with some more knowledge, um, then, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Let's jump right into the review section this week. No new kind of, we'll say, comic book movies or TV shows to review this week. We'll have we'll have some next week when we do the, uh, the Batman review. Sleeper week. That being said, uh, I did want to talk about a couple of things during the view, review section this week um, that are somewhat comic book related, and we'll kind of talk about why. So the first one is Reacher, the series that was out on Amazon Prime. It it stars Alan Rickton, who's the uh, played Hawk in the Titans uh, series on HBO Max. Uh, the, a better looking John Cena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, dude, Alan is he's a good looking dude, um, and stacked uh, as well. The guy is a, a ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. Um, so Reacher came out on Amazon Prime as a limited series. Um, you might remember the Jack Reacher movies that starred Tom Cruise. There were two of them in the theaters. Um, and I know, you know, from hearing things on the internet that when Tom Cruise was cast as the character, Jack Reacher, everybody's like, whoa, wait a minute. That doesn't seem right. You know, if you read the books, Jack Reacher is this larger than life human. Who's just like a, a, you know, a, a big dude with a, with a huge heart that happens to be, you know, also a badass. Mm -hmm. And so there were some, there was a lot of people who were big fans of the book series that were. Uh, not happy that Tom Cruise was cast in that role. A lot of role. pushback on social media, right. yeah. Um, so this was kind of like, I think, the, m- the more accurate depiction of the character in this limited series on Amazon Prime. And you and I both watched it. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was great. Same. He did an awesome job. Yeah. Number, number one, he did an awesome job of playing the character. But I thought the show and the, the, the plot 
Um, everything else was incredibly entertaining, and I, I just I, I felt it was, and, and some of the side characters and supporting characters were also really good. Um, I just thought it was great. Yeah, same. Um, very good, well written, well put together, great acting, um, and he did a hell of a job. Uh, yeah, it was it's yeah, fun. I, I hope he gets another one because he yeah. really did. I think earn playing this character again, and you know Amazon's looking for new content constantly. Same way that John uh, Krasinski got uh, the Jack Ryan role on his series on Amazon as well. I think I think this is something that that Alan Rickman can can kind of move forward with and, and do another. I mean, I'd watch it again. It was it was that entertaining. So uh, gory, gory shit, very explicit. I mean, it's Amazon Prime, so yeah. it's definitely R rated, um, but really good. Yeah, really good. And and again, I mean, we were fans of Alan's from his work on Titans. So yeah. Uh, you know, was worth a watch for us just to say, hey, this is a guy that played Hawk. He's playing Rick, uh, Reacher. And we're like, oh, well, let's 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 take a look at this. And it was I was pleasantly surprised. So, again, not comic book related whatsoever. That being said, it's worth a watch if you guys are looking for some content. Um, and then I just last night you know, happened. You were out of town. You were down in, at James Madison University. Uh, spend some time with your daughter and, and some other U-Haws that were yep. going crazy. A lot of U-Haws. Um, so I, I went out last night and watched Uncharted. Um, so this is a movie that was in the theaters with Tom Holland and, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Um, and based on a PlayStation video game called Uncharted. And I, again, I, w- I had not played the video game. I was not familiar with it. So I kind of went in, you know, kind of blank, you know, mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. And from what I understand talking to my son, he's like, well, if you had played the game, you probably would appreciate it more because there were some scenes in the movie that were really, they were taken directly from the video game. Like, Oh, okay. That, that might've been cool if I were a video game fan uh, of that particular game. But, um, I was underwhelmed. I thought the movie was okay at best. Wow. And I mean, I love Tom Holland. I think he's great. Um, I think he, you know, it's so hard not to see him as Spider-Man, which is it's, I mean, and I think that that's, the fear that these actors have is that they get typecast a little bit. Yeah. Um, he played a very good character. I think he played it well. Um, and I enjoy watching him on screen. I think he's very uh, fun to watch and, and I like him. Yeah. Uh, but even like, you know, the, the little grunts and squeals that he makes when he, you know, jumps up walls and stuff is like the same ones he makes when he's Spider-Man. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, why can't you just like, you know, jump over that? <laughs> Cause you're Spider-Man. But yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I, I don't know how it's doing in theaters, but I, I thought it was, you know, all right. I think it's the number one film. I think it's doing very well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Not there's, much is out. There's not much else out yeah. right now, right? So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, if you're a fan of Tom Holland, it's worth a watch. Um, I know there are a lot of Tom Holland fans out there that are not Spider-Man fans. But, hey, you know, go go check it out, I guess. Yeah, go check it out just to see Mark Wahlberg with a, with a really creepy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is fun. He didn't have a mustache, creepy mustache in that movie. Yeah? No. Huh. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get into the news section this week. Um, we uh, got some news uh, that was dropped by uh, Sony uh, earlier in the week. Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home, the movie that is still in the theaters and still bringing in money. I'm sure it's still doing okay. I'm, I'm sure it's still in the top 10 of the, the weekly box office. Um, 
They've announced that that movie is coming to digital March 22nd. So, you know, really, you know, three, a little over three weeks from now, that movie will be available on digital for on demand and to buy to purchase digitally on the 22nd of March. And it's coming to Blu-ray April 12th. So, you know, three, three weeks later, it's coming to Blu-ray. That seemed early to us, right? Really early. That's the first thing I texted you. I said, man, that's early. But could this be a new business model that these these uh, production companies... Straight from the theaters to digital? Well, not straight from the theaters, but once it's run. I mean, the the thing's made over a billion dollars. I mean, there's not much else they can squeeze out of the movie theater uh, goers' pockets. Uh, I think they got it all. Um, But I think it maybe, while it's still hot, well, it's still uh, top of mind. The momentum the is momentum still there, is there, right? Maybe still grab a hold of it. Um, I would not be surprised if this is one of the top-selling digital movies. And what I mean by selling is, you know, you can either rent it or you can buy it. Yeah. Have, usually, the way that digital releases work, um, it's like you have a week where you have to buy it, and then at some point in time, you can rent it. I would not be surprised if this is not one of the fastest selling or most successful digital movies ever. Like I think it's just going to do so well. I'm I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I w- this is a movie I want to own and be able to watch however many times I want to, right? I mean yeah. um and the other great thing that's coming with this um which we don't get in the theaters is and we got some clips of some of these this week as well. We now get some of those behind the scenes yeah. um you know footage that didn't make the movie um not only like you know, you know, cut reels and, and gag reels and things like that with all the different characters. Yeah. But we also get some scenes that just didn't make the movie. And from what we've seen, some of them are really cool. And I'm like, I want to see all those too. Yeah. I, I'll probably wait for the DVD. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm going to get it on digital and then get the DVD as get well. Get the Blu-ray as well, right? Yeah, because yeah. I just I want to hear that sound and, and everything, yeah. the full effect of it. So And that, and that I, I don't know what your opinion of this is, Titanium, but um, digital's great. I mean, I love being able to stream the movie whenever, wherever. That's fantastic. But playing the Blu-ray does make a difference. Sure. Like the picture and the sound is just that much better. Yeah, you. It actually the sound is tremendous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'm definitely going to get the DVD. Uh, I'll probably get the digital, of course. But I'm really excited for the DVD. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, we're we're like a month away from that, which is is crazy. I can't believe we're going to be watching that movie again in a, in a month. Which I mean. I've already seen it twice. I will see it again. There's no question. There's no it. question. Yeah. I'll watch it several <laughs> more times. It's that good. Yeah. I'm still watching, um, you know, Far From Home and Homecoming over and over again. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many? <laughs> I've seen it a lot. <laughs> right. So good. Uh, all right. And uh, another big announcement for Marvel this week, uh, and, and we, we're going to get into this a little bit. Uh, they updated us on the official release dates of their movies and their movie release schedule all the way through 2024. So this is like big news. We've been, you and I have been talking about this on the show for a while, especially with Disney Plus. They've been reluctant to give us dates of any of this. We know all the stuff that's coming. Just give us dates. Well, they haven't been doing that. And we had some dates in the can for movies that we knew that were coming through mid 2023. And we're like, okay. Look, you know, we know you got other plans. Like, yeah. give us some other stuff that's happening. And we haven't heard anything. Well, we finally got an announcement from Disney this week. And not only did they change some of the dates, um, and some of the changes were positive changes, but they added a bunch of dates that we didn't know about. And you and I can now 
suppose what would be in those dates yeah. uh, for the untitled un, un, uh, releases. So let's go through them. So first and foremost, uh, we know Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is coming out May 6th. That was actually moved from May 4th. So it was originally scheduled to be released uh, on a Wednesday, and they pushed it to Friday. I don't know why, but they did update that and say we're gonna. the official release date is May 6th. As we know, uh, it'll be out Thursday evening, the 5th. Yeah. Uh, but the official release date prior was on on a Wednesday, which is kind of strange, strange, but strange. But now, but now, but now, moving into a, a Friday. I, I believe that Wednesday, May fourth, is going to be. May the fourth uh, be with you. May the fourth be with you. Obviously, I think it's also going to be in IMAX that one day as a special preview. Oh, so that is. We need to work on tickets for that. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> we we need a hookup. Um, so that that's one change, but not just a minor change, not a big one. Uh, the other one that did not change, um, Thor Love and Thunder coming out this year, July 8th uh, of this year. Rumor is we're going to be getting a trailer for that movie very soon. Maybe this week, if not this week, next week. I would not, I, I do believe we're going to get that trailer for that movie before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness premieres in the theaters. Agree. So that they'll have have it to front that movie when it is in the theaters. So usually that's a week or two before. But I would not be surprised. I mean, if you look at the timeline between when the movie's released and when we get our first trailer. Yeah, about 136 days, 124 days. Somewhere in that general area, usually the... the Well, think about it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out December, what, 14th or something like that. And we got with that movie... Um, the first teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which came out in May. Yeah. So if we were looking two months later, right? Because you know that's coming out in May, and that was December. So February, you know, June, July. Well, that's two months late. So we should be getting something soon. Yeah. Hey, look, if it comes out this week, great. Next week, great. I mean, we're gonna we're, we'll break it down. We'll talk about it. But yeah. I'm excited for that movie. Week. I think they're gonna let Batman run its first weekend by itself. And then they're going to the take the following week. The following week, take a little steam. So not this week after this. I like coming that theory. Weekend. Yeah, take a little steam away from Batman. Throw the Marvel name back out there so that you're talking about something else besides the Batman. So that's my theory. I like that theory, and and I think everybody's really excited to see uh, Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher in full costume or CGI or whatever they're doing with that, and yeah. how they're going to portray him on the screen. Well, the, the Lego set. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Uh, he's got the Necro Sword. Yeah. So we know he's going to have the Necro Sword, which is really badass and cool. And there's some really... I, I, we won't get into it on this, this show, but there's some really crazy history behind the Necro Sword. You know, there there's a god out there, uh, or was a god with a small g, um, who's the god of symbiotes. Symbiotes, yeah. Um, who is responsible for venom, you know, the creation of, or the, 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 the race of, of alien beings that, uh, that venom is part of is the one that created the necro sword. Um, and, uh, so null is the name, name of the character. 
So it'd be interesting to see if that does end up tying in at some point in time. But but anyway, the fact that he has the Necro Sword is is going to be really cool. Yeah, that's a yeah. kind of a cool reveal. Yeah, and obviously we'll have plenty of time to talk about that movie and get into the characters and everything else as uh, as we move forward on Super Talk and we get closer to that movie in July. But yes, definitely stay posted. The professor will uh, break down the characters and how they relate in comics to what we're going to see in the movie. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, but anyway, that's July 8th this year. And then we have uh, the next one um, on the schedule is Black Panther two uh wakanda forever which is november 11th that date hasn't changed we know that there were some interruptions in production because of uh uh injuries to some leah, of the uh what's her name leah something i don't know. <laughs> uh, i think it's suri uh, yeah sure shuri who sure. The, the the girl who plays uh, uh shuri um she was injured and so there's some production delays but we uh, we're told that they resume production right after New Year's, um, and that movie is moving forward. So we believe that that's still going to be on schedule. No delays announced there. Um, the next movie on the schedule, The Marvels, um, premiering Fe- February 7th, 2020, 2023. Um, and we anticipate that's going to uh, have three Marvels in it. We're going to have Captain Marvel, Brie Larson will have... Uh, Ms. Marvel, which we uh, believe is going to um, premiere sometime on Disney Plus later this year. And then we have Photon slash, you know, Spectrum slash whatever her name is going to be from the WandaVision series yeah. also in that movie. So I think they should drop Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus before this movie comes out. So you think that that's going to be delayed all the way until like December? And, and so it, it premieres kind of closer to the release of this movie? Yeah. I think it'll be at the end of because we were told that Ms. Marvel was pushed to the summer. summer, but you think they're going to push it even further? I hope not. I hope we get it before they. I don't think it'll be delayed anymore. Uh, I think the the movie had some real CG issues that I think they well, wanted. The to TV fix. show did the TV show the yeah. the, the, the Ms. Disney Ms. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. We talk, we kind of talked about briefly that we feel like the her power set. They're going to go back and redo her power set, um, but we'll see. All right, so we'll, we've got that coming uh, February 17th next year. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, is premiering May 5th. That's been moved up two weeks. So that's a huge uh, change for them. Moving that movie was originally going to come out May 23rd. It's now moved up to May 5th, uh, which is fantastic. So they originally were going to... Uh, release a movie on Memorial Day weekend. They pulled it up a couple of weeks. And I don't know if this was a conflict with other movies that were being uh, released at that time. Uh, but that's a big shift, a, a two-week shift moving it forward. Um, two and a half weeks, I guess, or three weeks shift. Um, that's a big deal there. So that that's May 5th, 2023. Uh, and then that year we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, July 28th of 2023. That is coming out. We know that we're going to get Kang the Conqueror in that movie. Um who knows what, what other characters are going to premiere there. I'm sure we'll get some hype about that one later this year. Um, but that is the end of the announced slate of movies. But what what Disney did this week is they came out with release dates for other untitled Marvel projects all the way through 2024. So there's one on the schedule for November 3rd of 2023, which means that that would mean that we have four Marvel movies in 2023, which is oh, awesome. That'd be cool. Right. And then they released four new dates for 2024 untitled Marvel movies, February, February 16th, 2024, May 3rd, 2024, July 26th, 2024, and November 8th, 2024 
four more movies from Marvel in 2024. So we get four in 23 and four in 24. That's fantastic. So we have five untitled Marvel movies coming out between November 3rd of 2023 and November 8th of 2024. Let's talk about what we think those movies are going to be. Well, we know three already. Three have to fit into that slot. We well, we know three that have been announced. Um, announced. So these yeah. are projects that have been announced yep. that we know have been greenlit and they're moving forward with. Yeah. Okay. Blade, uh, Fantastic Four, and Captain America 4. So those three have been greenlit. Yeah. They, they said, hey, we're making these movies. We're doing them. Yeah. So those are the three that have officially said we're making these movies and they're coming out. I believe one of either Blade or Fantastic Four will be the November 3rd, 2023 movie. So that November movie of 2023. Wouldn't surprise me if it's Blade because of the date right around Halloween, but I'm hoping it's Fantastic Four. And from what I understand, the Fantastic Four movie has begun production. Really? Pre-production has started on that movie. So we should hopefully be getting some more information about that soon. Yeah. And, and, you know, everybody on the Internet is just dying to find out who's being cast in that movie and what it's going to be about and everything else. So, and again, there's been rumors around the Fantastic Four. Well, potentially a version of Reed Richards showing up in Doctor Strange and potentially the Fantastic Four. part of the Illuminati. Right. We know the Illuminati is part of that movie. I yeah. mean, it would only make sense. And whether it's the person that's been cast in that role in the Fantastic Four movie or somebody who played that version of that character in previous movies, we don't know. But there's also rumors that the Fantastic Four might show up in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which would also make a lot of sense around the timing of, of them coming out with their own movie later right. that year. So we'll see. I think I think hope I'm hopeful that's the first one that comes out. And then Blade right after that would be fantastic. Um as you mentioned, Captain Mayor Four on the schedule. You know, Anthony Mackie's been given that role and they're making a movie with him. Let's hope Sebastian Stan's part of it because the Gotta two be. of them together were just magic. I mean, they they they're really great. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Miami Vice kind of vibe. Exactly, uh, Lethal Weapon kind of vibe. Right. Well, uh, Sebastian Stan has come out and said that Kevin Feige is a genius. Uh, he he deserves more credit for building this universe and this ongoing storyline and the way the whole MCU flows and blah blah blah. blah. And uh, he said, I'll. I'll be I'll be in Mar uh, in the MCU as long as they want me to. Yeah, that he's out, come out and said that, which is cool. And you know, I I love what they've done with this character too, and especially in the, in the Cat uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier TV series. It, it just really we barely got to know him, and then got to know him a lot better in that oh, yeah. series. They was, humanized was, him. Yeah, he's no longer just so. a blunt weapon, right? A, a blunt tool. He's a which he was in the Winter Soldier movie, yep. and then ultimately in Civil War, he kind of they humanized him a little bit, but it was is a lot more difficult. Very, and he just didn't have enough screen time in Endgame, you know, or Infinity War and right. Endgame. He just didn't have enough screen time, right? But uh, all right, so those are three we know are coming that have been announced. They just haven't been given dates, and they haven't been attached to any of these dates yet either, so we don't know that for sure so either. two more are up in the air. So here there are rumored projects that we know are coming, but they haven't been officially announced. So uh -huh. let, me, let me throw some out there. Okay. Deadpool 3. Yep. That one we know Ryan Reynolds is working on currently. Uh, was interviewed. He said he was going to release information sooner than later. That's right. what's his quote. 
officially he was inter- he's been interviewed about a, a movie he's got coming out on Netflix uh in a, in a couple of weeks. They asked it, "Hey, how how's Deadpool 3 coming?" He says, the "We're Adam working Project. on it every every yeah." He said, "We're working on it every day. I hope to have some news to share with you sooner than later." Which is that's a huge announcement. So he's basically saying we're going to announce something soon, which means at least if anything we're going to get a date. Yeah, that would be great. So that's one. Considering his cameo in uh, Doctor Strange, <laughs> which may happen. Which may happen. Um so that's one that I'm thinking. So that leaves another date, and I'm going to throw a few projects out there that I think that open date might be. Okay. First one, some type of mutants movie, whether it's an X-Men movie, a movie called The Mutants or whatever they, they said they might have. But I think there might be an X-Men project sometime before the end of 2024. That would make the most sense um, because there, if we do get mutants in Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness... That that would absolutely make the most sense. Yeah, I, I I'm and considering now the you know nothing would is, make me happier since they're my favorite you know comic book team. But I mean I I just they have to do something. They can't sit on these Fox characters forever. They got to do something with them. There's too much noise about Doctor Strange two and Wolverine showing up and other cameos in that film. Not for them not to do that. That would make sense. I, I would agree with that. Okay. So that I what think was the most logical. The other one that we know has been greenlit, but we haven't heard anything about dates or productions going forward is Shang-Chi 2. Yep. So that one, uh, we did hear that Simu Liu is going to be getting a sequel to his movie sometime in the future. Um, so that would be one that would be logical as well in that in one of those 2024 dates. I would put that before mutants um really i would yeah just because it's more public and and his movie wasn't that long ago and if they wait too long to do a second one i think they're gonna lose some of that momentum so i would put that and then mutants right what else you got Uh, well the other one one of them which i don't i think is highly unlikely that this would be one of these dates and that's uh spider-man 4 tom holland spider-man 4 whatever that New Tom, Tom Holland has been given a new contract. We know that he's doing another trilogy with Sony and Marvel. Um, I don't think Disney would be announcing a Sony movie date as I part agree. of these dates. No. So I think I do think another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie will come out probably before the end of 2024, but I don't think it's part of these dates. Oh, I I think it'll be in 2023. You think it's next year? Yeah, I think it would be. I think they're going to start production um, very shortly, probably in the fall, and then December 2023. Wow. Uh, th- would be aggressive, right? Well, well, when is Craven the Hunter coming out? So that's another Sony project we don't know anything right. about either. So well, I, they know that you know Russell Crowe has been cast in that. Uh, a lot of different actors now all over the the internet have been cast in that. Well, movie. And, I, and I believe the share. Well, and this may have been updated um, with the new sharing agreement they have with Marvel. But originally, when Sony had the rights to the Spider-Man character, they were obligated to release a movie. Every three years. And if they did not, they would lose the rights to the movie rights to that character. Right. So that may have been updated or because of the new sharing agreement. I don't know if the obligation is still there. They used to have. And that's why we got the Tobey Maguire movies as 
you know, every two years. And then we got Andrew Garfield. And then two years later, we got another one of him. And then we got, you know, Spider-Man after that, you know, no, uh, homecoming right after that. So there's part of that, but again, I don't think it's part of these dates. I think that Sony's going to announce that on their own. That's a separate thing, right? That's a completely separate thing. The, the other one that I think might be in the mix somewhere, and I don't know or don't see how this would happen prior to um, the Mutants or or Shang-Chi 2, and that's the Thunderbolts slash Dark Avengers slash Young Avengers movie, some type of team-based movie. And as excited as you and I are about that happening, I just don't know if it's going to happen that quickly. I don't think it'll happen that quickly either. You're right. There's nothing that would make me happier. And you bought a great comic, one of my favorite comics, the Young Avengers uh, classic comic that's here on the show uh, on the set tonight. Uh, I would love for the Young Avengers... I think they're the Dark Avengers. Are, they're setting that up. They're setting up something. They're setting up something. Um, Here's my theory. You but want- here, here, let me let me ask you this. Here's my theory on what could be a character that they're introducing already in one of these movies this year. Could be two, one, Namor movie, a standalone Namor movie potentially, and another one, the Illuminati, a standalone Illuminati potentially. Movie. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Look, this you know we've got that's the beauty of yeah the book of characters and the history of characters that they have to pull from. They have a lot of options. Yeah, and I think that's what's the most exciting about this. The fact that we have the dates is great, but now attach some projects to those <laughs> dates, please. Just tell us what's coming. <laughs> I mean, stop teasing us. Um, there's so many. There's so much potential there. I would not be surprised. My my theory was, I think. Captain America 4, which we do believe is coming before the end of 2024, I think that might be kind of a, an Avengers 4.5. Just like Captain America Civil War was right. Avengers 2.5, I think Captain America 4 might be a movie of Sam Wilson kind of pulling together a team, you know, of Hawkeye individuals. Yeah, but or maybe even the young ones. I mean, that would be how cool wow. would it be for Sam Perfect. Wilson to, to be, be leading mentor. Kate Bishop and Yolanda Belova? Well, whether she's on the good side or the bad side, we don't know. But um, She Hulk, and you know, who knows? All these other characters are getting in- introduced. They may have a new team together, and, and Sam Wilson has to bring them and together. Introduce that into. I think that that Captain America movie is going to be maybe that bridge between the next Avengers movie that we're looking for. Nice. Yeah. That would, that would make That's a lot of sense. A, that me. would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that. I, I'd love to see Look, that. I, you know, you I, don't have to call it young Avengers, but give us that vibe. Yeah. You know, put these the next young generation characters. of, of Avengers, sure. right? Just call them that. And we, and we hear Isaiah Bradley. I mean, he was introduced yeah, in that, right? The Patriot, the Patriot. That's yeah. a, that's brilliant. Yeah. That that's starting to make sense. The puzzle pieces are falling into place. Yeah, and I, you know, who knows? I, again, Kevin Feige is the only one that knows what's happening, right? And and which is the beauty of this. But I, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, you and I talked about this earlier this week as well. Um, the official San Diego Comic Con is back on this year. It, it has been off for the last two years because of the COVID pandemic um, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, they they canceled the show they had a virtual somewhat a virtual show last year but they had nothing in 2020 um 
we got our emails this week that that um, it, the tickets for that are going to be going on sale here shortly. I may try to go this year. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not going to go by myself. But if my son wants to go, maybe we'll go. I know you. You said you're out of town. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling that with things opening back up, they want to get the fans excited again. They want to get the fans in the theater revved again. up back at, and back yeah. into the theaters. And I think San Diego Comic Con this year is going to be off the charts good. And I think that's where now big announcements haven't come from Marvel there. They do usually do it at the the Disney Invest- D23. D23 and mm-hmm. Disney Investor Day. But I do believe we might get some big announcements around that time frame, which I believe is the July time frame, right? So, boy, I, I, I just, hey, the fact that we have these dates now, it just excites me to, yeah. you know, to know that we have four movies in 2023 and four in 2024. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, it's spectacular. I mean, there's still rumors of a Nova movie, possibly a Ghost Rider movie. Um, but I, I think it would make more sense. And I think you're absolutely right with your predictions on what movies will be coming out. Uh, I think it would make more sense of characters that they're introducing in this year or, or possibly early next year. Characters getting their own movies um, like, like that. And But man, Young Avengers for, for Captain America 4... To introduce How the cool would that be? It'd be it'd be awesome. I mean, it would be awesome. It's like Captain America: Civil War. Well, we that have, was an Avengers movie, dude. We might have Wiccan and Speed after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We might have you know we have Kate Bishop now. I mean, we we've got a, a roster of and we and, and as you mentioned Isaiah Bradley. We've got the Patriot if we want him. I mean, there's a team that he could lead. There absolutely is. Yep. Uh, she hulk we're gonna get miss oh. marvel we're gonna i mean wow. and we haven't even gotten into disney plus shows no we're in the dark right after this year we're still in the dark well we're, we're the only thing that we know about is moon knight i mean we, we anticipate that she hulk is going to be the next one coming out after that but we don't know we don't have a date for that yet no so hopefully sometime soon yeah. but yeah and also remember this that we're also going to get in december uh avatar 2 and then the following year we're going to get a star wars movie and in the following year, we're going to get Avatar 3. Well, I, I do believe there's a... Um, the first Star Wars movie we're getting is... Rogue, Squad- Rogue Squadron. Squadron, yep. Yeah. And then there is a untitled Star Wars movie coming out in 2025 in December. Well, the, the, the schedule that I saw, it was... They were alternating the Avatar movie and the Star Wars movie in that December time slot. Because so, Disney owns Avatar now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they got to protect that franchise too, right? So well, you got you got two, three, four, and five coming out. Yeah, I know. He filmed all of them. I know it's it's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be nuts. All right, well, folks, oh, let you me know, ask you one question while yeah. we're while we're on Star Wars. Would you? Would I? Would you? Would I what? Would you spend six grand to stay in the, oh, the, the, uh, the Imperial Starship? Yeah, the uh, the underground uh, galactic galactic star, star cruiser, the galactic the, star cruiser that yeah, they the have hotel. now. Hell no, six grand. Hell, no. that's that's what it costs. That's like the the lowest entry level room is six. It's for for how many days? I, I think I think it's, it's like a five day stay or whatever. No, I think it's three nights, four three days, nights. three nights. Four days, three nights, but it's completely six grand. immersive. Like, oh yeah, oh you, no. You have roles. You're, you 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 have pick things to the do. Uh, what is it? You pick the rebellion. You pick the um, 
the Imperials or whatever, whatever they're calling them now, or you pick the, so there's the Imperials, the Resistance, and then there's another one. There's like some, some like bounty hunters or something. Yeah, you 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 totally. It's like fully immersive, totally immersive. and you can like cosplay the whole thing, yep. and it's like, and then yeah. Um, Even I, your room is interactive. I mean, the food. Oh, the room doesn't have a window. The window is like a TV screen of space, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen the whole thing about. I mean, it's no. I, I six grand. Well, that's like, I don't know. I'm sure it'll sell out, and I'm sure there's a waiting list. But six grand. I mean, it's got to be absolutely. I got to have a real lightsaber for six grand. You got to give me a real lightsaber, man. I don't know. That's a lot of anyway, money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not much of a uh, Star Wars geek. I mean, I like Star Wars, but I'm not that much of a guy to do that. But yeah. I mean, that's like just you know, you get get you got disposable income. That's what you do. I don't have disposable income. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then the other announcement, which kind of leads into our topic of the week, is Disney Plus. Uh, we did announce that uh, the all of the Marvel Netflix series are leaving Netflix uh, February 28th, which is tomorrow. Yep. So today and tomorrow, the last days you have to watch those series on Netflix. But we did get an announcement from from, Mar- from Marvel and Disney that they're coming to Disney Plus on March 16th. So how we were just talking about this. We on did. Our we show. just talked about that like two weeks ago. Like how we know could they're they coming put, to Disney Plus. How could they put Daredevil or n- not The Daredevil, Punisher? The Punisher on Disney Plus. And I think when Kevin Feige was talking about Moon Knight and he said this is a different thing. It's a fundamental shift There's in what we're doing. There's a shift in what we're doing on Disney Plus and you're going to see that start with Moon Knight. I think that's what he was referring well, to. Well, we we assumed that if they went anywhere, they're going to go to Hulu. Hulu, because, because of it's, the it, graphic nature of right. the show. Or they can put, you know, more graphic content on Hulu, right? You know, and that's where they put the, uh, what was the series with Patton Oswald with... Um, uh, um, Modoc. Modoc. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that was graphic. It was like, you know, they cursed and all kinds of... Yeah, it's a, that's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. And we assumed it was going to Hulu. But Disney has said it's coming to Disney+. Plus, So they're putting Daredevil... Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, they're putting them all on Disney Plus March 16th. Hey, good for us as fans, yeah. you know, that have subscription to Disney Plus, we get to watch those again whenever we want to there. But you're right. That's R-rated content. Ooh. No question R-rated we content. Just talked about this. I don't think there's anything else rated R on Disney Plus right now. No, I not that I, I can't think, think of. Anything. I can't think of anything. Mm. So Hey, big announcement, but you know what? To your point, maybe Kevin Feige is saying, hey, we need to embrace the R-rated content, um, and maybe this means eventually Deadpool 1 and 2 might make their way to Disney+. Plus. Wow, that's, that's R++ rated, yeah. so maybe. And the one thing I was disappointed to, to learn, um, so one of my favorite Fox movies, uh, Logan, which was the final movie with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart as, as uh, Professor X, phenomenal so we movie oh it's well, the best phenomenal movie oh, no question and just like just the pin on the the the, the final the career of Wolverine oh, and Professor X was so good yes so I was like hey I haven't seen that movie in a while I want to watch it it's not available anywhere like you gotta pay you gotta you can rent it like you can pay to rent but it's not like on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or it's nowhere wow. you have to rent it and I'm like that's odd that it's not available anywhere um 
And anyway, I was just kind of you know interested huh. to hear that, but um, great yeah. movie. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I, I like I would watch that movie again right yeah, now. No question. I was looking for it last night. I couldn't find it. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into our top of the week. Speaking of uh, Netflix Marvel series, uh, we wanted to jump into a recap of the Jessica Jones series on on Netflix. Um, you know, if you're interested in potentially checking in on this character and, and watching this, hey, watch it on Netflix today and tomorrow, and then in a couple of weeks, uh, in three weeks, you'll be able to see it on on Disney Plus. Um, but this series was the second series to premiere on Netflix from Marvel, uh, which was surprising. We knew they got the four characters. We knew they were coming out with Daredevil and uh iron fist and and luke cage and jessica jones and we were really surprised that jessica jones was the second one they chose to release we're like wow that's one that i wouldn't have picked especially after the success of daredevil right and uh again we we talked about punisher a couple episodes ago that character did not debut until daredevil season two and he didn't get his own series until after daredevil season two so that came much later in 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 the cycle but Jessica Jones was the second series that that uh, Marvel released on Netflix, and we're like, well, okay, interesting. And I understand why after watching it, after watching the first season, uh, it was great. Yeah, it literally is probably the second best. If you know you want to throw Punisher in there, maybe the second best or third best. But Jessica Jones was easily the second best or third best series that Marvel had on Netflix, without question. Yeah. Uh, uh, the star of the show is Kristen Ritter. She plays, uh, the character, Jessica Jones. Um, Jessica Jones is <laughs> a troubled character. She's an alcoholic private investigator. So she is literally with superpowers, right? She has super strength. Uh, she is strong as all get out. Uh, and she was, um, the, the history behind her powers is she was experimented on without her knowledge or consent uh, and given this super strength, and then so she has it. Um, but she decided to become a private investigator and use her super strength to help other people. But she is a mentally troubled person just dealing with all kinds of internal personal demons and drinks like nobody's business. Like every show, it's like her sitting down at the table with a bottle of whiskey and just you know, chugging back, especially in season one. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they made it clear that she's got a drinking problem. Yeah. Right. Especially in season one, because you learn a lot about her inner demons in season one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so season one, um, interestingly enough, uh, the stars of season one, we had, uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones. And we, again, we're hopeful that Luke Cage would be getting his own series, which he did get after the first season of Jessica Jones, but he premiered in the Jessica Jones yeah. series, which from my perspective was great. I'm like, Oh my God, I get Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in the same series. That's fantastic. And by the way, Mike Coulter did a great job. He is literally like, was like the perfect casting for Luke Cage. Just oh yeah. Huge, strong, great African American man who just <laughs> played that character yeah. very well, but he's, Plays a prominent role in season one of Jessica Jones. Uh, Rachel Taylor plays Trish Walker, who's Jessica Jones's best friend, who also happens to be a child star. Uh, she was on a child television show, a television show as a, a child, 
what was it called? Like it's kind of like her sister too. Yeah, but yeah, the, a, ado- not not fraternal, but adoptive or, sister. Adopted. Yeah, sister, they, they yeah. were like as close as sisters. Yeah, but uh, Trish Walker uh, is very famous. She has her own uh, radio show now called uh, Trish Talks. Um, but she was a child star. She was in a, a TV show, and I can't remember the name of the show. It was like Here's Trish or something like that. Yeah. Um, but she's everybody recognizes her. Everybody knows who she is. But she's very famous and very successful. While Jessica's like this, you know, low alcoholic, rent private yeah. alcoholic private eye, which is a, a great dichotomy there. Um, uh, Carrie Ann Moss plays Jerry Hogarth, who is a um, a lawyer who Jessica Jones does work for as a private eye. Uh, that Carrie Ann Moss from the Matrix trilogy um, was in this series, and she plays a, a pretty despicable character throughout all of the seasons of Jessica Jones, as a matter of fact. Uh, but the real big star of season one of Jessica Jones was uh, David Tennant played Kilgrave, who's the purple man from the comic books, and he just played this character so brilliantly. A little bit of history lesson behind the purple man. He is, uh, he does have superpowers where he can influence other people, basically control their minds through um, his voice. So his voice has special, like the intonations of his voice can control other people and make them do whatever he wants. And it was uh, a, a really big key to the whole entire season one of this show. Right. So, um, she, uh, eventually we, we learn about her being a PI and doing work for Jerry Hogarth. We get to meet Trish. Um, she meets Luke Cage in a bar. They end up hooking up and they, you know, you know, are, are now kind of, you know, friends with benefits type of thing. Yeah. Um, we meet Kilgrave. He, That's a crazy sex scene. <laughs> well, two super powered, incredibly strong people yeah. having sex. Yeah, the, the the I think they break the bed. The, the apartment was not uh, in the same shape it was before no. that scene. Um, uh, but we learn we we do meet Kilgrave, and he had um, taken control of a young girl. Her name was Hope, and Jessica Jones is hired to find her by her parents. She goes and finds Hope. And rescues her from from Kilgrave, brings her back, but finds out that she's still under Kilgrave's control, and Hope ends up killing her parents. So now, Jessica and Jerry Hogarth has to defend Hope, and there's this all this trial about you know, hey, how, why did she do this? And now Jessica's pissed off. She's like, I got to take this guy down. I mean, this Kilgrave guy, and she's got a long history with Kilgrave. Yeah. We come to find out that she had been under his control for years. And he had used her and her super strength to commit crimes, to kill people when he needed them killed. She was the one who did it. Um, and we find out that she ended up killing Luke Cage's wife under the control of the Purple Man, which kind of you know causes some conflict between the two of them. Um, ultimately, uh, Jessica Jones says, capture Kilgrave. Uh, she fu- she learns from some doctors that you know his powers can be controlled if they like. Uh, chemically subdue him, you know, you know, basically, you know, put him out. Um, she's able to put him into a room that's soundproof so she can kind of, um, keep him from controlling her from a different room. She finds Kilgrave's parents. He ends up bringing, kill, getting his parents to kill the, the, the father to kill the mother. It's terrible. And then Kilgrave ends up escaping. Uh, ultimately he, uh, ends up, Jessica looks for Luke Cage, who's in his bar. The bar blows up, but Luke Cage survives because he's got, like, indestructible skin. 
but finds out that Luke Cage had been under Kilgrave's control the entire time. So, like, when she met him, when she first found him, when she, Kilgrave had been manipulating Luke Cage the entire time. They have an incredible fight. As you can imagine, two super-powered uh, pe- beings fighting each other was great. Uh, but ultimately, uh, spoiler warning, end of the first season, Jessica Jones learns how his powers worked. Um, that if she can't hear, like he can't control her and she kind of meets him and can't hear anything. And then ultimately she snaps his neck and kills him and boom, the, 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 the devil is, is, has been killed. Um, however, he continues to haunt her for, for another whole episode, another whole season, the, the next two seasons, his voice is constantly in her head. Um, but he was a brilliant villain, uh, brilliant. I mean, just somebody that controls somebody's mind, um, really just totally worked her and it was it was a great season i was i don't know about your opinion of this when you first saw it but it was the best season first season of jessica jones was the best and it was great it was really really good yeah and not only made me excited for the next season of jessica jones but also for luke cage i'm like oh we get to get this guy gets his own series right now the luke cage series was because of contractual we'll get into that later but wasn't as good as Jessica Jones for sure, but right. yes, great. And, and I liked season one was the best. Yes. Uh, but, and uh, just to describe this, Jessica Jones was the only Netflix series to get three seasons beside daredevil. Daredevil got three seasons and Jessica Jones got three seasons. All the other shows only got two seasons, um, partially because of, you know, the agreement with Marvel being uh, terminated, but also because, you know, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, the two most successful, and they deserved a third season, basically. Um, Season two of Jessica Jones really centered around um, Trish Walker, um, helping, you know, kind of prompting Jessica to look into the company that basically gave her her superpowers, which is a company called IGH. They, the ones that experimented on her, um, Trish, you know, this ex-boyfriend she had finds out he's been working for IGH and has this inhaler that if you inhale stuff out of it, it gives you like super strength temporarily. Um, And Trish is a uh, recovering drug addict and she ends up getting the inhaler from him and uses it to kind of because she's always been jealous of Jessica and her powers and her ability to kind of fight crime. And Trish always wanted to be that person. But she becomes addicted to this inhaler that she's got. Um, but there's, there's these other characters from IGH that had been experimented on that superpowers. Super yeah. Um, they the, a bunch of them show up and then they end up being killed. You know, kind of weirdly. You know, like who's doing all of this? Um, uh, there's a whole side story with Jerry Hogarth, the the lawyer who uh, has been diagnosed with ALS, and she's. Um, you know, been duped by these people who are trying to take advantage of her. Um, Trish uh, is so jealous of Jessica when they kind of uncover who's behind IGH. Um, it ends up becoming being um, uh, this guy, Dr. Malice. Um, one of the other big characters that gets introduced in season two is tr- uh, Jessica's mother, Alyssa that she didn't even know was still alive. So Alyssa was also part of this IGH program and is not only super strong, like insanely super strong, even stronger than Jessica, but also insane. Yeah. Like just like crazy person, definite mental issues. And she had been, um, uh, hunting down people and looking for Jessica 
uh, and was just killing people randomly. Jessica ends up finding her and finding out that she still has a mother and, you know, that they're, uh, you know, the relationship. And uh, they end up tracking down this Dr. Malice. Um, unfortunately, Trish uh, decides to let him experiment on her and he starts doing the same procedure that he used on, on uh, Jessica Jones on her. It gets interrupted by Jessica. The factory blows up with Dr. Malice in it. Uh, Alyssa, Jessica's mom, had been in love with Dr. Malice for some odd reason. She was in prison. She had turned herself in for killing all these people, but then she escapes from prison. Jessica goes to find her uh, to help protect her and get her, you know, get her away from trouble. Uh, Trish ends up finding the two of them, and Trish ends up killing her mother um, to save Jessica. Jessica was going to get killed by her mom, and then Trish ends up killing her. Um, and but Jessica takes the fall for it. Uh, so that Trish can be innocent. Um, and then ultimately, um, at the end of the season, we get a, a, a little scene where uh, Trish drops her phone and catches it with her foot. So we find out that she's maybe got some some of the procedure that the doctor was doing on her kind of took, and she's now got some kind of superpowers. Yeah. So that was season two of J- uh, Jessica Jones. And again, there was a season three, came out in 2019. Um this one really focused on a serial killer, uh, Gregory Salinger, who was just out, just randomly killing people, and, and Jessica's trying to hunt. This Brilliant, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he w- didn't have superpowers. No, but he was he a was, sick human being. Yeah, very disturbed, and and felt like uh, people that were given superpowers are and they're fake. And they're, uh, you know, he he had a vendetta against them, so he was he had it out for for super powered people, and definitely Jessica and was Jones hunting them sure. down, yeah. right? But he's got like three or four degrees, and he's really really smart, and that's he outsmarted uh, a lot of these people. Well, he ended up uh, capturing Jessica. Um, surprisingly, she's super strong, but he ended up finding a way to subdue her and capture her, and he was like filming her and doing. I mean, it was like crazy. Uh, but this also. Uh, this season centered around uh, Jessica's new partner, Malcolm, um, who we met in season two, started working for Jessica on the side, but now he's kind of like become his own private eye. He ended up going to work with Jerry because he was pissed off at Jessica. Yeah. Um, and then there was this other private eye firm that was, you know, competing with Jessica's um, run by an Asian guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, but this season really centered more around Trish. Uh, she realizes she does have some abilities that she was given and she's really trying to hone them to become, she wants to become a superhero basically. And she's training every day and she's like, you know, trying to hone her skills and she's going out at night with a a black mask on to kind of, you know, fight crime and stuff. Um, uh, but uh, reminiscent her comic book character was, was the Hellcat Hellcat Hellcat. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the character that she was uh, portraying in in, yeah. in the in the show. Um, she ends up murdering the serial killer Salinger, um, which to Jessica's surprise is very like you know, you don't do that. Yeah, like we don't kill Heroes people. Don't kill people, right? Yeah. And, and and Trisha's like, well, this guy was a serial killer. What are you talking yeah. about? And if I recall that whole epi- that whole series, Trisha was always like avoiding morality whatsoever and was doing her justice like she was judge jury and executioner right. and Jessica didn't believe in that so they had two very different philosophies right and and you know she was 
while Jessica was, you know, again, Trish was incredibly jealous um, and envious of, of Jessica for a long, long time. And finally she's got now, she's got talent and skills and she's using them, but she's using them for the wrong reason. Yeah. And whereas Jessica always had super strength, but she only used it when she needed to, like she wouldn't like kill people. She would just knock them out. Right. Right. That, that was like the way that she did it. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately um, she gets Trish sent to the raft. Uh, Funny enough, this was kind of around the same time frame as uh, Captain America Civil War when we first saw the raft prison um, where all of the Civil War, you know, participants on Captain America's side were sent afterwards. Uh, Trish ends up getting sent to the raft by Jessica. So she sends her there. Um, And at the end of season three, uh, and again, there's a whole side story with, with uh, Jessica Hogarth and her ALS and all kinds of others. I don't want to get into too much of that, but at the end of season three, Jessica's basically, she's done. She's just like, I'm, I'm done with the PI business. I'm giving it up. And she's, you know, she turns over her, uh, uh, her PI practice through her friend, Malcolm. She's like, you take it over. It's yours. Now you do it. I'm leaving. I'm going to buy a train ticket. I'm just going to go somewhere very far away and just get away from all this. Um, And at the end of the series, it kind of like, she hears the purple man's voice in her head and, and saying, are you giving up again? Is this the last thing you want to do yeah. people to remember you by? Just quit. Yeah. Just go ahead and yeah. quit. That's what you do. You're so good at it. You quit. That's all. You, and then, so we were kind of left. We knew this was the end of the season because at this point in time, Marvel had ended its uh, sharing agreement with Netflix. There was not going to be any more Jessica Jones, but we were led to believe she ends up turning around from the counter and walking away. So we believe that she stayed in New York and yeah, she, she pushed her ticket back. Yeah. If I remember, pushed her ticket back and staying in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we have heard rumors again, if you haven't watched the Jessica Jones series, look, and you're looking for something to watch, they were incredibly entertaining, very well acted, great characters, good plot, good storyline. Again, I thought this was from all the series was probably the best character driven series behind daredevil um really well done and and likable people that played all these characters and it, we've talked about this in the past titanium is that the i think the downfall of all of the netflix series was that they had this contractual obligation for each season to be 13 episodes yeah. and what you'll find in watching these is that filler episodes that there's some filler episodes but there's it takes so long to get through certain point parts of the plot yeah. and it's just like oh my god get there already right yeah. and it's just like you just felt like the series was dragging a little bit um and i think it was because of that contractual obligation to have a 13 episode run um and it, we saw that through all all three of these seasons as well it just took a long time to get to the end end game really um but again, Jessica Jones was really well, did really well. We hear rumors that we may see the Jessica Jones character again very soon. We may see Kristen Ritter coming back as that character. That'd be great. Again, the big rumor is She-Hulk series is when we're going to see her. We're going to see her come back as a private investigator. That would working, make the most sense. Working for Jennifer Walters. As a PI. Yeah. yeah, that would make the most sense. Oh, my God. And we, we'd all go crazy. Just like we went crazy when we saw Charlie Cox in Spider-Man No Way Home. We'd be like, oh, my God. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. And she, you know, Kristen Ritter did a great job of playing this mentally troubled alcoholic private investigator. I, she I did can't really, imagine really anybody job. else playing that character. Right. And she's like a skinny five foot seven girl 
that could just, you know, lift a car and throw it down the street, which yeah. is really, really cool, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. Really well done. Good show. Yeah. All, All right. right. Professor, great breakdown of that uh, Jessica Jones, uh, the the three seasons of that. Awesome. Um, I, You hear it? Yep. That's the bell. Bell's ringing. Bell's ringing. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more talk, super talk. Uh <laughs> To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone.